April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and because it's the Awareness Month for this topic, I wanted to pop up a few statistics to share with you before we get to our interview. This, the source for these statistics are the National Sexual Violence Resource Center. They say that one in five women experience rape or attempted rape in the United States. 24.8% of men in the United States experience some form of sexual contact sexual violence. 81% of women, 43% of men experience some form of sexual harassment and assault. And 122,461 is the estimated lifetime cost of rape per victim. So I wanted to expand a little bit more on this topic and not just talk about sexual assault abuse, but also domestic abuse. And so in doing so, I interviewed a survivor coach who is unfortunately a victim herself, but now she works on helping to heal others. So I wanted to play this interview for you now. April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, so it's a good time to talk about April not only is Sexual, sexual Assault, assault Awareness Month, so it's abuse. a good time to talk about not only sexual assault, but also domestic abuse. And today we're having on a woman who unfortunately is a two-time domestic abuse survivor and a three-time sexual assault survivor, but she's used her past and her traumas to help other women and has become a survivor coach. Today, Rukaya Oliver is joining us on Local News Live to talk about her story and also how others can help heal themselves as well. Thank you so much for joining us on Local News Live. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, unfortunately, I am a survivor of three sexual assaults and two domestic violence marriages. Um, you know, over the last 20 years, um, those have been some of the most painful times of my life. On your own healing journey, what did you find helped you the most? You know, so many survivors, um, I'm sure just like me, were financially dependent on our abusers. And, um, you know, that's, that's probably the number, I would say the number one reason why survivors go back is because they are dependent on them. It is a codependency, unfortunately, um, as studies have shown. And so, um, you know, being able to have the support, have the resources, knowing that it's possible has been a tremendous help. Why do you think it's important to have a whole month dedicated to the dialogue of just talking about sexual assault? Yeah, yeah. The statistics are alarming um, and increasing, unfortunately. I believe it's one in three women over the age of 18 will experience sexual assault in their life. Um, and those that experience it once are more likely to experience it again, to go through that trauma again. Um, you know, like I said, I've been sexually assaulted three times um, and over 20 years, years apart. <laughs> but um it's important because, you know, no means no. And um, survivors need the support. It's affecting everybody. Um, even if they don't think, like, even if you haven't been sexually assaulted, you, it's likely that you know a woman that was, um, you know, because 
were mothers and friends and daughters and sisters and aunts and you know like it's it it doesn't it affects so many of us it spreads across social economic backgrounds religious backgrounds um racial backgrounds like it doesn't matter it just affects us all as a whole so it's important to bring that awareness it's important to support those that have been through it um it's just important in so many different ways i can't even like it's oh it's so important and it's why i do the work that i do at what point did you decide okay this is this is what I want to do. I want to support others and help them in their healing journeys. I decided to become a survivor coach after I hired a trauma-informed business coach. Um, working with her, um, even though I had had other life coaches prior to that, I was already a life coach, um, a holistic stress management coach to help clients um, eliminate stress in every area of their life. But working with her is just like a light bulb went off. And I realized that being a survivor, I have all these identities. I'm African-American, I'm Muslim, I'm a woman, I'm a mother. Um, you know, I was a single parent at that time. And it just, those identities obviously impact other areas of my life. But being a survivor, I realized impacted every area of my life. It impacted being a mother, being a parent. I'm so protective of my kids um, and where they go and who they interact with. And you know what I mean? I'm just so protective. Um, it impacted um, my, um, my work ethic. And that's one thing that you probably really wouldn't even think that it would affect it, but it did. I became a workaholic where I was the first one at work and the last one to leave because later on, I realized that I did that so that I didn't have to think about the trauma. I did that because if I was at home, I'd have to like, think about trauma. <laughs> I'd have to deal with the trauma. It's like I was busying myself so that I didn't have to think about it. So I didn't have to face it. So I didn't have to heal from it. So I didn't have to do the inner work that I needed to do in order to heal from it. It impacted my relationships. I was a single mom for 11 years before I got remarried. Like it impacted, I don't have a whole lot of close friends. Like it just, it impacted the relationship with my family. Like it just impacted every literally it impacted my finances it impacted you know it impacted my health it impacted just so many different things that i think a lot of times survivors or, or people who aren't survivors that they don't even necessarily realize just how much um it impacts every area of your life and healing and going you know this is all of this is or most of this that i'm talking about is still like after therapy <laughs> like okay I went to therapy and I got to this point where like I felt normal quote unquote and you know most of my lives but it was still impacting me in ways that it was indirect and I didn't really associate it with it until I really started doing this work even more so and helping other women and it's like oh wow like 
I can still it it there's 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 something beyond that you know there's just something beyond that and you know a lot of times survivors you know myself included definitely start with myself and others I have find that you know that we shrink and we hide because that's what's safe right and it makes sense like it totally makes sense the survival um just that survival mode of just like okay barely surviving or even just getting back to normal it's just like mm, there's so much more after that there's so much more after that there's like happiness and um fulfillment and um joy like real like bliss like real joy it's not just trying to get through the everyday it's not just it's not the shrinking i think so many women survivors and otherwise like we just we shrink whether it's the pressures that society puts us on or the boxes that society puts us in um or just the fact that we don't want to be seen because being seen means was danger for us it was dangerous it's very dangerous with my ex-husbands like if i i tried to like i had to tiptoe around him because i didn't want to make him mad I didn't want to do anything, have anything out of place. I didn't want to, you know, it was just, and that's not the way to live. That's not, that's not the way to live. We don't deserve it. Our children don't deserve it. God put us here for a purpose. And so it's important for us to like we, we owe it to God. Like we were created for a purpose. You know what I mean? and it's it's upon us to be able to fulfill that potential to change the world like that's that's my purpose like it all terry i think about it <laughs> and so you you mentioned as part of your business you help shrinking survivors um be their authentic empowered mm-hmm. successful selves mm-hmm. uh how do you do that what is the first step for someone who is deciding, they wake up one morning and they decide, I'm, I'm not going to shrink anymore. I'm going to do the work to heal. What What is the first step? Well, that acknowledgement definitely is the first step. You know, um, everyone is different and everyone's at a different part in their journey. Um, and it really is um, showing them what's possible, you know? Like I said, that's why I tell my story so often because um, when I left my ex-husband 11, 12 years ago almost, I left with like $20 in my pocket and two suitcases and a box of pictures. Um, And now, you know, I, I have a great life and it took a long, it took a while to get here. It doesn't take everybody this long to get here, but to see what's possible where I walk into every room authentically this is who i am every conversation every interaction this is who i am and taking up space like i belong here no matter where it is and i have something to say and what i have to say is valuable it adds value to whatever the situation is um and i think it's really important for survivors 
for women to really see that and understand that and know what's possible. You can be there for your kids and raise your kids and still take care of yourself, right? You can have a relationship, um, marriage, whatever, and still take time for yourself. Like you have to take care of you. You know, I'm always quoting like, what is, what is the, the, um, um, on the airplane, right? You're about to take off. They're going through their whole safety thing. And they're like, put your mask on first. And then the mask of the, those around you, whether it's your children, strangers, whoever, it's like, you have to save yourself first. And so it's important for us to take care of ourselves. Um, and, you know, just to, for the answer to your question, like I said, is, is to show them what's possible. When you see what's possible, then it's easier to walk that road, to, to rock, walk that road. <laughs> it's easier to walk that road um, because it isn't, it isn't easy. But having someone like me who's been there and able to help lead you along your way or support you on your own journey um, in whatever direction that you want to take it, um, it's a beautiful thing. And tell me a little bit more about your business. When did you start it and what types of things do you offer to help survivors? Yeah, sure. You know, this whole healing journey really started out with massage for me um, shortly after I got divorced and um, it's evolved. Uh, my company is Rukaya and Co because um not necessarily, it is named after me, but not necessarily named after me. It's because Rukaya means one who heals something by spiritual means. And because of the work that I'm doing is healing work. That's why it's called Rukaya and Co. Um, but um, so Rukaya and Co started, I kind of switched from like Rukaya doing massage to Rukaya doing all of this other work. So um, Rukaya and Co started in 2018. 2018 but it's really just been an evolution of work <laughs> I think officially 2018 um and the work that I do for survivors is I have um a few different programs um survivor coaching is one it's a six-month program to help survivors to become empowered um authentic um women successful women and you know that helps with an array of things, right? It's like, it is this self-development, self-awareness um, journey to become your best self. But it's also, um, you know, we do that in different ways. We work on self-esteem. We work on, um, and then a lot of times the women have other goals. Like maybe they want to start a business or maybe um, they want to get married. So they want to work on being, preparing themselves for a relationship or, you know, maybe they want to get that promotion at work or whatever. So a lot of times it is paired with something that's a little bit more tan tangible, but um, it's always working on that self-confidence and just working on being authentic. What have some of your clients um, said once they're done with this course, or do you see a difference in them from the beginning oh to the gosh. end? it's night and day. It's night and day. Um, they, their whole life changes. I mean, just imagine being someone who is just living every day, just living, going to work, you know, having kids, whatever, and just like always catering to someone else. Most of the time, that's what's going on. 
and then becoming um, empowered and finding your voice. Like, you know what I mean? You just like sit up a little bit straighter <laughs> and you're able to just be like, this is who I am. And you just give, even if you're, you're still giving to the world, but you're giving to the world in a different way. And you're really able to just, you know, they've been able to just, um, live life differently. You know, they've moved, they got promotions, they've, you know, bought houses, they've, um, started businesses. Um, they've definitely grew their businesses, um, more, um, and it's not just those things either. There's always like the less tangible things too, but just, you know, bettering their relationship with their children, um, you know, finding love. Um, there's just so many, you know, the possibilities are endless. And what do you think, um, is the biggest thing that they're taking away from your course that's helping them to be more than just a survivor, being able to do all of the things you just mentioned and just have a different life? They are the ones that get to decide what their life looks like. It's really just about different decisions and training your brain to decrease the the negative self-talk. You know, we always talk negative, talk bad to ourselves. And when others are doing it, abusers or, you know, whoever, right, in our life that are doing it, um, and we do it to ourselves, um, you know, we hear our voice more than anyone else in our life ever. We're with ourselves 24-7. And so, um, you know, just being able to, to have agency over their life and their decisions and they get to decide if you want to live a certain way then you have to make certain decisions in order to do it you know if you want to be successful then you have to develop the skill sets and the practices in order to be successful if you want to be unhappy like unhappiness is a decision Happiness is a decision. That's something that you decide. It doesn't happen to you. So that empowered of like, I get to decide how I'm going to live my life. I get to decide who I interact with. I get to decide what I'm going to do every day. There's no one else that's going to decide that for you. And I click the right buttons. All right. Um, and if someone's watching this and maybe they're still in survival mode, maybe they don't know there's much more than that. What would you tell them? That you deserve more. You deserve more. You deserve everything that you could ever dream of. Um, and it's possible. It's, it's more than possible. It's likely, right? It's, you deserve more, so much more than the abuse, whether it's verbal or physical or emotional. Um, you deserve more. And when you're ready, I would love to help. There's help out there. There's help out there. I haven't, um, there's help out there. And even when they tell you no, keep asking for help and keep seeking help. That was, you know, something I struggled with 
um, as I tried to leave, um, I was trying to get into a domestic violence shelter and they were just like, no, 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 no room, no room, no room. And I just happened to get the right person on the phone and they were like, call over, or they would just tell you like, call over here, call over there, call over here, call over there. I'm like, I just called there. I just talked to them. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? I just like, they're like, okay, well try again. And it finally, you know, they're like, oh, hold on. Call me back in five minutes. And then they call over there and then I call back and all of a sudden they have room. And I'm like, what, what happened? <laughs> like, how did you get room all of a sudden? Yeah. But they have limited resources. So like on one aspect, I understand the other aspect is just like, there's women out here that really need help. Mm -hmm. And so be persistent. And just when you're ready to get out, the help is there. And if you pray, then, then pray, not everybody prays, but if you pray, then pray, but the help is there. And even after, you know, the survivors that I work with, um, they're not in that acute trauma. They tend to be further down the line. They feel like they've gotten back to like normal, but they decide that they want more out of life. And so that's who I tend to work with. But anyone who's not in that space, but still needs help, you know, I have resources more than welcome to reach out to me. Um, and I'm totally down to help um, women access the help that they need or be the listening ear, of course, there's um, hotlines and things like that as well. So the help is there. Um, and most important that you deserve more. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to have people treat you right. You deserve the very best that this life has to offer. And if someone's watching this and maybe they're still in survival mode, maybe they don't know there's much more than that, what would you tell them? that you deserve more. You deserve more. You deserve everything that you could ever dream of. Um, and it's possible. It's, it's more than possible. It's likely, right? It's, you deserve more, so much more than the abuse, whether it's verbal or physical or emotional. Um, you deserve more. And when you're ready, I would love to help. There's help out there. There's help out there. I haven't, um, there's help out there. And even when they tell you no, keep asking for help and keep seeking help. That was, you know, something I struggled with um, as I tried to leave. Um, I was trying to get into a domestic violence shelter and they were just like, no, 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 no room and things like that as well. So the help is there. And if you're someone, you know, someone who's um, in an abusive relationship or has been assaulted, um, you know, just be that listening ear. Be that listening ear, um, you know, definitely suggest help, um, help them find resources if they're ready for it. If they're not ready for it, I would say be that listening ear. That's one thing that, you know, I hear 
um, survivors talk about is like when they weren't ready to leave. And this is talking about um, domestic violence. I just kind of brought in because I work with um, sexual assault and um, domestic violence survivors. So um, I hear a lot of domestic violence victims, survivors say when they weren't ready, when they would talk to friends and family, they had friends and family that would turn their back on them. You're not ready to leave. You're never going to leave him. So whatever, you know? And so they would go back to that's one reason. That's another reason, probably the number two reason that they would go back. More than anything, I would say to be the listening ear and don't turn your back on them if they're not ready to leave. That's super important because they may not be ready. The trauma bond is like a real thing. <laughs> they're bonded to the abuser for domestic violence, sexual assault, may or may not, right? It depends on the circumstance. Was it a stranger? Was it, you know, whatever. Was someone they were in a relationship with or whatever it was. And so um, lending that support and being the, the listening ear is super important, but also helping and encouraging them. Like, you deserve better. You deserve more. And if you can lend that support, then that is super helpful, you know? Super helpful. And if you... Like lend help in any in any way, right? You just might be that friend or that person that like, hey, bring your birth certificate over here, right? Like bring those important documents over here so that, you know, when you do decide to leave, like you have the right paperwork or, you know, leave some cash over here or whatever it is, right? So that when it's time to go, it's time to go. Because a lot of times, not a lot of times, sometimes, they don't have a lot of time to leave, to prepare to leave. The final word, what do you, what do you want the last thing people hear and will most likely stick with them when they, they stop watching this interview? You deserve more. The survivor, the person that's being abused deserves more. Um, it's that there's the likelihood, there's the possibility, there's the opportunity to build a beautiful life afterwards. Um, you know, through the therapy, through all of it, there's able, you're able to find love and success and have meaningful relationships. And um, you're able to love yourself. You're able to be empowered and authentic and valued for who you are, for who God made you to be. Um, and, you know, lastly, for those that, that know someone that is a survivor, um, or that knows a victim or a survivor and just, you know, like I said, be that listening ear, total support, offer the support, whatever support that you can offer. Um, there is the financial support, but I didn't even mention that at all because there's all these other little things that you can do to show them, um, that they are worthy and they do deserve more and that you're there, just a listening ear or, you know, whatever other support that they need. You know, you can let them stay with you. You can um, provide financial support if you need it, if they need it. Um, but even just holding on to their important documents is super helpful. You know, providing the list of shelters that are local or, you know, like there's just so many different 
opportunities to be able to support survivors. And if you know someone who's not, um, who's past that stage, or if you are someone who's past that stage and you just find yourself going to work and coming home and, you know, a lot of survivors get burnt out um, in the work that they do, um, always, you know, caring for everyone else and not really, I find that a lot of survivors distance themselves from the word survivor, you know? I was the last traumatic event happened 2013. That was nine years ago. And I find that the more time that goes by, survivors distance themselves and they don't talk about it. They don't, like, oh, that was years ago. You know, they just kind of like, oh, that's years ago maybe not even actually realizing that it's still affecting their life. It's still, you'll always be a survivor. But how you live out the rest of your days as you survive, are you going to survive or are you going to thrive? Like it's, it's your choice. And a lot of times we don't think we have a choice. So if someone's watching this and they want to learn more about you, what you do, your business, where can they find that information? Your website, can they find you on social media? You can uh, run it down right now. Yes, of course. I am, um, I have my own website, rukayaandco.com, um, as well as Instagram, rukayaandco, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, I have free consultations. People just have questions or wanting to know um, how I can help their specific situation. I'm definitely willing um, to do that as well. Well, I so appreciate you for taking the time to spread awareness and to talk to us about your own personal story and your journey to healing um, and not being a shrinking survivor anymore and really finding your true passion and mission in life. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us on Local News Live.